Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Our guy Danny Mack is waiting for us on the line. He's the Cardinals broadcast, and you can hear him weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock on Scoops with Danny Mack. Dan, always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I'm doing great, BK. Great to uh, have you back in and healthy. Yeah, it is, uh, it is fantastic to be here, let me tell you. So uh, let's start with the big day today. It is officially the non-tender deadline. And, Dan, I know we've gone back and forth on this uh, over the last few weeks, but as we have now officially arrived at the day of this deadline, are you expecting fewer big names than previously anticipated to officially hit the open market, or are you still thinking that there's going to be a few pretty good ones? Oh, I think there's going to be some pretty big names. Uh, there's about 250 guys potentially that could be part of this list. The Cardinals have six that potentially could be out there. Flaherty, Bader, Reyes, Hicks, Brevia, Gant. Now, do I think all six are going to be out there? No, obviously not. Uh, of those six of the Cardinals, maybe Brevia, maybe Gant. Brevia, um, the question with him would be how soon could he be ready to compete for the Cardinals? That is a question that they have to answer by 7 o'clock, I believe, uh, tonight, Central Time. And then Gant, uh, second year of arbitration for him. It would be a, about a million-dollar raise, I believe, for him. And the question then for him would be how do you feel depth-wise in your pitching staff in particular you know, with starting um, you know, when you think about Gant, <clears throat> he gives you some flexibility with your starting rotation. If he comes in stretched out as a starter, gives you some flexibility. And remember, you, you know, you can sign these guys or at least tender them that contract. And then if you wanted to, you could trade these players too. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they would be a part of your team come spring training, or if they are part of your team in spring training, you can go ahead and trade them. So it gives you some depth going into the season if and when we get there. So that's something to keep in mind going forward, too. Danny Mac, we're watching some of the signings that are happening so far in free agency, and it, we isolate the pitchers. And we uh, personally, I thought this was going to be a market that saw less dollars thrown around. Yet I'm watching some of the pitchers that have gotten their contracts here uh, of late, and it doesn't seem like that market's being affected. Is What is the reasoning behind giving these guys some of the contracts they're getting 
quite honestly, a couple of them to me seem like they're over market value. It's been interesting that we haven't seen the position player market move at all. And I'm with you. I I think maybe that changes after today. I, I think we'll get a better understanding of that. I think the one that has caught the attention of a lot of people today is Eddie Rosario. You know, he was put on outright waivers. Um, and I talked about that with Brian Walton today on, on my show. Interesting candidate, you know, maybe for the Cardinals, certainly for other teams. I was looking at his numbers. There's a guy that between 2017 and 2020 had an A-10 OPS, and that's about 14% above the major league average. He was projected to get roughly $9.5 million in arbitration. He just turned 29 and now his numbers sabermetrically don't don't jump off the page, but yet he's a really good contact guy and a guy that could fill in for a lot of teams. And you say, yeah, that that fits your roster. So I'm with you, Ribs. I, I think there's some players out there that are going to jump off the page for other teams and say, yeah, that that interests us. You know, uh, and Eddie Rosario and some others. But I, I'm with you. There are uh, position players that I think after today. Um, we'll, we'll see a little bit of movement in the market now because there are players that are non-tendered that, that maybe change the marketplace because I think we're waiting for those players to come off the non-tendered deadline list um, where the, the, the pitching is different, where when you see the players come off this list, it kind of sets the marketplace and, and you get a better idea of who's out there. Okay, if we isolate Rosario, okay, because we've talked about him already today a little bit. And here's my issue with it is, yeah, he jumps off the page to me as somebody who would absolutely help the Cardinals, but not as an outfielder. I don't feel like he's an everyday outfielder. I feel like he's an everyday bat. But again, it brings us back to the problem of Major League Baseball has not identified whether the National League will have a DH or not. Because if you're just going to throw Rosario, in my opinion, if you're just going to throw him into the outfield with the amount of guys the Cardinals currently have – you're just creating a traffic jam for some of the development of your younger guys that you say you still need to see some stuff out of. If that's the case, you know, this kind of works against the Cardinals and other National League teams that they haven't been 100% clear on the DH yet. That has to be resolved. And the one problem that baseball has had in the past is that with the DH or with other issues with the CBA – they haven't taken on issues as a, you know, let's just solve this one issue. They have been solved as a collective issue. So it's been kind of like when they've said, hey, we have a DH and we have X, Y, Z, and this, 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 and this. Okay, let's resolve all these things. They haven't just said, let's resolve a DH. You know what I mean? They haven't just said, hey, we got this one problem. We got we to solve this. It's always been a collection of problems that they have to resolve. And so um, as it pertains to this, I'm with you. To me, they got to just say, look, we got to figure out the DH. And usually when they say we got to find the DH problem, it comes with, all right, we found the DH problem. Now let's add, in my opinion, this is what's going to happen. Okay, we'll give you the DH. Now we're going to give you the extra round of playoffs. So, We're going to give you the DH. We're going to give you the extra round of playoffs. So you get this, we get that. Now that's solved. But a lot of times what happens with these things with baseball, it's a collection of things that they have to deal with and not just one problem. So 
in my opinion, it, it's got to get resolved fairly quickly because, like, for instance, Nelson Cruz has said, I'm not deciding on my fate until I know that all these teams, uh, the 20-plus the teams, have a DH because I'm not going to limit my marketplace. And I understand that. Why would I limit my marketplace to American League teams when I could have not just American League, but I get National League teams bidding for my services? Why would I limit myself? So to your point, Ribs, it makes a lot of sense. Why would I, as a player that's only limited as a DH, or Marcel Ozuna, who, by the way, is only a DH. We found that out. You know, he went to the Atlanta Braves as an outfielder, and we know he is only a DH. <laughs> okay, let's look at it. I mean, let's be honest about this. When he was with the Cardinals by the end of his tenure, watching him play, play the outfield, he's only a DH. Okay, let's be honest. He's a DH. So these guys don't want to limit themselves. They need to figure out that problem before they move forward. But yet Major League Baseball has taken on those problems and said, yeah, we'll figure that out. But usually it comes as a collection of issues that they deal with instead of just looking at one issue and and settling that on the table. It always comes as looking at a collection of issues that they deal with. Yeah, Dan, and I'm not going to put you in a bad spot here, so I'm just going to say this. Like, Rob Manfred, this is part of his legacy, right? Everything is a negotiation to him, and I understand what he views the role as. He views the role as he is employed by the owners, which is true. He works for the owners to be able to get them what they want. Personally, I view that position of being the commissioner as being almost an ambassador of the sport. And I understand that your your first priority is to the owners. But like you look over to the NBA and Silver basically looks at his job of, I am trying to make the game of basketball better for the fans of the NBA. And so whatever the, the end goal is, that's that's kind of my North Star. And it doesn't appear that that's always the case for Manfred. And in this situation, like if I'm a general manager right now, I'm furious because today I have to make a decision on Eddie Rosario. I've got to decide, do we want to bring him in for $9.6 million, which is his projected salary? And I don't know if I can do that because if I'm the Cardinals or I'm, I'm another team in the National League, I still don't have a firm answer from Major League Baseball on whether or not I'm going to have to play this guy in the outfield every day where he's a bit of a liability and for $9.6 million, I'm not paying that. But if I can play him at DH, I can. You you sound like Faye Vincent, and I'm dead serious. I mean, Faye Vincent got in trouble. I don't say trouble, but that was how he looked at at it. He said, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I, I work for the owners, but yet, I'm trying to do the best for the game, and the game means everybody involved. Yes, I am at the behest of the owners, but yet I'm at the behest of everyone involved, which is owners, players, and yes, the the ones that ultimately are helping all of us make this money, the fans. They're, They're paying our salaries. So you're right, BK, and it's a great point, and I'm with you. I, I would hope we get clarity when we have uh, the baseball winter meetings. And I think by that time, which is in a couple of weeks, we have to have clarity with that. And, you know, the winter meetings is when the moving and shaking really gets done, which is, you know, guys normally going to a suite, the uh, the general managers and the agents and players uh, that are looking for jobs and, and hunkering down and trying to figure out, you know, where am I going to have a job and what is the, 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 the forecast for teams and budgets and, and all those things to try to figure out what are we doing in a month and a half when we get together for spring training, if and when we have spring training in, you know, late January, early February. So you're right. Uh, We got to get this thing figured out and it's got to happen sooner than later.
All right, Danny Mac, a good discussion we had yesterday with our own Brad Thompson, and we were discussing Albert Pujols and his legacy and had he stayed here for the last 10 years rather than going to the Angels. And anyway, it worked its way around, as all things do, to future Cardinal Hall of Famers and getting the red jacket. And Brad was pretty adamant that he feels that Matt Carpenter is a guy that will in the future wear a red jacket and be brought out on opening day with all the Clydesdales and things like that. I don't know where you stand on that. Personally, I feel I feel like he doesn't fit the mold. That's just my opinion of past Cardinals Hall of Famers. I think he's a great player. I think he's had some tremendous moments as a St. Louis Cardinal. But in your opinion, is Matt Carpenter a for sure Cardinals Hall of Famer? I think in the moment you would say no. I think when the dust settles, you would say yes. Um, And I think Brad is right. I think if you asked everybody now, they would say no way. Because in the moment, I think there's a lot of frustration with Matt Carpenter because there's frustration with the contract. It it hasn't worked. The extension has been uh, one that he hasn't lived up to. And and so I think people are uh, frustrated with it. Um, he has set the all-time doubles record in franchise history, breaking Stan the Man's record of, uh, I think he's got, what, 55 in one year or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You, uh, people forget he's got a World Series ring. Um, he does have one from 2011. He was part of that club. He wasn't on the postseason roster. That is forgotten. Um, people forget he was part of the 2013 club that went to the postseason team. People forget that they made him a second baseman. He was He was there, played admirably there. He played a little bit of the outfield. Then he went to third base. He was a leadoff guy. Then he batted in the middle of the lineup. He was really, really good. And he had some great postseason moments against Clayton Kershaw. So the further we get away when he retires and you start breaking down the numbers and the seasons that he had here and longevity, and oh, by the way, he's going to spend his, more than likely, his entire career in St. Louis uh, and we get, you know, five, seven, ten years away from his career, and you, you take a hard look at the numbers and the time that he spent in St. Louis, I think people will say, man, that guy had a really good run in St. Louis. I, I really believe that, and I think they'll say, yeah, that, that was a guy that was a really good Cardinal, had some exceptional years in town, and he's a Cardinal Hall of Famer. You know, remember, it's, it's not baseball's Hall of Fame. It's a Cardinal Hall of Famer. And there's going to be some guys as we get further away from some of these slam dunks that are going in now. And it's, it's still in its infancy stages of the Cardinal Hall of Fame mm-hmm. that are going in. And, and so there are going to be guys that go in that you look at and you say, man, you know, I'm not sure should he have gone in. And you're going to go, yeah, that was a good player. Wasn't great, but good. And he's going to be one of those players. So I do think he will go into the Cardinal Hall of Fame. And, and that's why I believe that he will. There, There is going to be others that are going to go in as time goes on. You're going to go, God, Adam Wainwright, that, put the red jacket on him right now. Yadier Molina, put it on him right now. Matt Holliday, I think he's going to go in. Yep. I think another interesting case will be David Freeze. David Freeze has the qualifications for a Cardinal Hall of Famer. And you're going to say, like, if his, if his name goes on that ballot – you guys think he's going to get the votes to go in? Probably. From a fan vote, absolutely. From a fan vote, yeah. <laughs> That's my, yeah. So, I mean, but when you look at his totality of his Cardinal career, you're going to look at his numbers compared to other guys, and you're going to go, oh, man, that, that doesn't really stack up to others. But to the fan vote, 
he means so much to the Cardinal fan base. So you're going to go, yeah, that, that, it means something to me in my heart and my fandom. Yes. Well, that's where when you look at the totality of the, what Matt Carpenter did in his career, it was a long Cardinal career. So, yeah, I do think that's why he'll go in. But in the moment, if you ask people right now, no. But when you get further away from it, yeah, I do think he'll go in. Well, we're talking to Danny Mack. He is the host of Scoops with Danny Mack. Weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. The guy that's got to get in first, of course, Dan, is Keith Hernandez. But that's a different conversation <laughs> for oh my God. another day. I can't believe he's Don't not in there yet. Don't even get me started on that one don't it's, even get me started you should be in it's absurd i don't understand how that is the case but dan we'll talk about that another time thanks so much for the time today my friend we look forward to talking with you again next week great to have you back bk thanks this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.